brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What up, it's your boy Jay Caulfield, and you're listening to Uncovering the Underground Radio with my homeboy Skippy Ickham on Spreaker Podcast Radio, bringing you the best underground music. Yo, what up, everybody? It's your man Skippy Ickham of Brutal Business Entertainment, and I'm very excited to bring to you anthems from the asylum, an exclusive mixtape from the label you won't find anywhere else. It's that hardcore shit for your ear pussy, bitch. Yeah. Listen, there's too many people rapping now. It feels like it's everyone, but yo, I'm a veteran, which means that you'll better run. Who's your favorite rapper, bitch? Nah, I'll pick a better one. Either way, I'll bring the darkness like the setting sun. I set fire to your dreams, do it just for fun. I'm too black and biggie, I'm big L and pun. Mixed in a pot, now I'm spewing it back. On every track that I smash when I'm unleashing my rap. I got your girl with my sukasa, I'm breaking her back. And after that, she jerked me off with we be sucking my sack. We jump inside the whip and now we heading out from my pad right back towards your place. Why? Cause I'm giving her back. She thought that I was gonna wipe her, but that shit made me laugh. I was only in it for the ass. She's only in it for the cash. I never cared for your baby. Besides, that pussy was trash. Might have been a John to you, but I ain't giving you jack. Nah. Burn the game. Yo, better get some ointment. I'm doing all of this just for my enjoyment. This the battlefield. I'm ready for deployment. You wanna test your fate? Get and leave it to the coin flip. I'm blown colder. Yes, spit fire like a flamethrower, fire any shot through your range, rover, hollow point, game over, watch your body burn, watch it smolder, you'll never grow older, motherfucker, I'm a soldier, so, no remorse for lurking in this head, and when I aim, I'm busting for your head, I cock back, now I'm dressed in red, I like to pause for dramatic effect, I like I'm choking your neck, I like to kick back and crack a cold one, because your boy is blessed, celebrate life while I watch your death, there's no respect, so, Who's next? Who's fucking with the tyrant? It's small time, I'm a motherfucking giant. I'm live on stage, my presentations are timeless. You died on stage, your shit is boring and lifeless. I burn the game, yo, better get some ointment. I'm doing all of this just for my enjoyment. This the battlefield, I'm ready for deployment. You wanna test your fake kid and leave it to the coin flip? The drugs that you're taking, clouding out your optics. Games that you're playing aren't fun, fucking stop it, it's nonsense. Don't make me come up with concoctions to take you out. Using my raging sharp eye 
subjects. I'm the type to punch you dead in the face. Breaking your house at night, I'll leave you fucking dead in your place. I'm the angel with death, and yes, my presence is great. Capture your soul for eternity, my minion is slave. There's no escape, no getting away from the anger and rage. Bear witness to my fury and flames. The same one that'll beat you to death without breaking a sweat. The one that had your girl screaming his name. It's echo. Had enough of all this hip hop shit because rap now is trash with these dudes sucking dick. Dressing like little faggots while they acting like a bitch. You getting smashed like glass when I crack your ribs because I burn the game. Yo, better get some ointment. I'm doing all of this just for my enjoyment. This the battlefield. I'm ready for deployment. You want to test your fake kid and leave it to the coin flip? Better than when the rain is. I 
the bad man To always have to be the ass No matter the situation I'm in Always having to justify my laundry list of sins But do me a favor and take a minute And look at the shit from my position Never stop to consider it And take a gander at the bigger picture Without this music to slow it Then would rotten wither And without a mortal coil All the snakes begin to slither Giving way to the pressure of a beast That's truly sinister I can see it in the bones Bring it up Hear the cries of the wind go Shake it up The dead dwell within the snow Shake them up And you feel the sickness take hold It's in your blood Spreading within you It's so infectious Give it a little taste You see it's so delicious Ravenous from the hunger That's become so vicious You become a slave To your selfish wishes Save me My body is a gateway That's how it yeah. eliminate the pain every time we do another show. The mic is like a therapist. Pour my soul atop these noses. Shows when I blow and the stage bursts a flame and the faces full with rage and the pick cannot be tame. Laid away, your anguish just immerse yourself among the waves. Let the music feel you leaving nothing but your greatness to be claimed. This is what my heart for. And all who challenge this will be kicked out the door. Face down, ass up with your blood upon the floor. No exception for intentions. Save to kill them what we work for. Fuck you, bitches. Keep, keep it brutal for life. life. The day I leave the sleep is the day that I die. I kill the opposition, the recital competition. Petition and got nothing on our vision. You will fall if you convince and suck the dick in. See my feet. 
Hey, hey, what up, Loksters? This is Loke Saint. You're listening to Uncovering the Underground with my man Skippy Ickham on Spreaker Podcast Radio, bringing you nothing but the best in underground music. Welcome music. Welcome music. Now this speech is for the birds. Those of you born into this world different than the rest. Because of your gifts. See, the world has tried to reject you, hate you, and alienate you because of your gifts. To make you separate, to hold you down, to clip your wings, to burn you, and I'm flying anymore. This one's for you. Turn it up. Wish I was a bird so I could fly away But I am no bird so on the ground it I will lay Take me away from all these killing fields of hate Where we're held at bay And make me fly and let me die Cause I can't take even one more day Every night when I pray what I say God help the love to fly high away Cause I'm sick of the planet, devil, damn it, I wanna kill it That's why I shy away Brainwaves and a telekinetical kind of state I'm lying wide away I'm up inside of my pedial gland I want a metaphysical man that is tied to fate The mind might get grindiose Even though the world I'm living like a barrio See wherever the mind goes, where the body goes And I keep my mind high, so beside the ghost In a world full of snakes, they're striking with venom Open up again, it's beginning again I'm a secular minimum, driven with a figure would hit him And slowly begin to gather every bit of the wicked rhythm I just wanna fly I see the phoenix rise Lay down and die Clipping my wings and hope I will survive I wish I was a bird so I could fly away But I am no bird so on the ground it I will lay Take me away from all these killing fields of hate Where we're held at and make me fly and let me die Cause I can't take even one Shots more out. day It's like I'm looking for a witness With the path of enrichments I'm trying to force out the wicked and pay for repentance Cause I walk with the death like I'm sick Heart beats like a Christian compared to the rest With furry pearls on my neck I'm trying to keep blood on my flesh like a bird I wish I could fly away Like suddenly a hundred miles away Why? I don't really feel the same from my campaign And I be feeling all alone like the campaign I'm in the valley of the death about to take brains I guess I'm kind of psycho whacking with this octane when you mix elements, it gets unsafe. Lonely mix with the Bible, get low, saint. It's something gotta give a part to this war pain. It's something got me in a chapel with the whore thing. Step into a vision when I get to ride again. Wanna run up on the spirit, can't break him. I believe I'm burning. Every time I touch him, I can find I really leave him hurting. Angels deceive him, will leave you a corpse. If you see me coming, you should know that I get ready for whatever. If you want it, we can get it. I will murder flows. Every syllable that you be hitting, people spitting at me. Doesn't matter, chew upon the shits for the birds. I wish I was a bird so I could fly away. Before the planet and granite gets thrown away They don't like it, I'm speaking something that's different than common say And they slip in my wings and shackle my body to hold it, bay. But I really wanna bust up off that box that I've been locked in Showing everybody that I can take flight when the brain maintain that oxygen Came with the pain that I hang with a few screws loose and a neurotoxin Shame on the hurts and the bang on the birds and the fun to get death that I'm boxed in I wish I was a bird so I could fly 
This is Morbid Psychosis, and you're listening to Uncovering the Underground with your boy Skippy Ickum. Brutal Business ENT, baby. We booze, wobbles, never topples, gangster metal is what I call it. Got beefy, baby, you feel froggy. Stomp your ass and kick your doggy. Get your head bobbing if this is knocking. You'll see who won't start crib walking. We booze, wobbles, never topples, gangster metal is what I call it. Got I'ma tell you something that you might not know. My style, liquid flow, is Jikundo. A mix of Buster Rhymes and Slayer. Leave your body parts and separate parts of the Earth's crust layers. Do this for all my one dayers. Yeah, the people under the stairs. So light your blunt, wave your terrible towels in the air. Cause it weebles and wobbles, it don't fall down. Let your head bobble to that gangster metal sound. Anthems from the asylum, get your headphones out. If your hobs like a toe, get your face stomped out. We the type to rob, then pull your entrails out. Leave a swarm of mobs just chilling in your mouth. Brutal business ENT wing about that womp womp. Rip your heart out through your ass, punch it through your chest, punk bitch. Bet that will leave you delirious. Ask Miss Red, she'll say I call that a sick fist. And I'm bad to the bone, the type to get in trouble for making killer noise in the liver zone. My homies is some East Coast crazies. I've been a maniac since I was 10, alcoholic, but it's all gravy. Womp womp's a fucking anthem So turn up the volume and let the hook begin again From the asylum We booze wobbles, never topples Gangsta metal is what I call it Got beefy, baby, you feel froggy Stomp your ass and kick your doggy Get your head bobbing if this is knocking You'll soon move on, start crib walking We booze wobbles, never
like I'm not normal, bitch I'm abnormal Dark and a complex, it makes me informal But wait, there's more, though my life is horrible Kept up for weeks by the voices that forego normal Thoughts that have got me so mixed And it feels like I'm drifting along through a wormhole Can't ignore it though, I'm delusional Wait, I thought that my name was delirious Man, I'm feeling slow, I can make a show No emotions, I think that it's serious Feeling miserable, I can make it all go away And I'm feeling so feeling this Take my hand and I'll show you the way Need your help to extinguish the meek and the meaningless Let me show you these beautiful pictures Inside of my head and the abstract of viciousness Limitless is the way that it seems Look for yourself, you can see what I mean Visions of death and the worst of my dreams Keep me a slave to a force I can't see Fortunately, I am not cursed I've simply just been afraid since my birth Words, expressions, and hunger, this thirst Spells out on beats for expressing my worth First, I felt the grip of the feet Take me in, then knock me off of my feet Then I step back with the force of release Spit out my pain, left it all in the street Eventually, I felt relaxed Think back to wait for the day they attack This war that I wage every day is just that A war every day and no end of my act you take a little trip with me Please take my hand Let me bring you on a journey to a wondrous land Inside my mind You will find I am not who I am Now the doctors couldn't help me But I know that you can Why don't you stay a little longer Help me through to the end Please don't say that I am crazy I don't know if I am All these voices and my choices I just can't understand Help me please journey with me Bring it up to an end In a strange place I was raised great For I know never proud of this grave state Since I'm counting it taught me to save face Never fall, never lapse, never give chase I'm a rape fake and never fake Greatness so perplexed by the hate made me feel jaded I can rose complaints and with the venomous breath Of a man bred through the most incredible stress Felt the weight of my death to crash down on my shoulders Over and cover all this burden that I'm holding Suddenly cracking from under this pressure Until I get dead from this overindulgence Soulless and hopeless, now I get both This anger inside of me, larger than notions Played by anxiety, I've never tried to be anything But what I get in reality Constantly battling for my humanity Haunted by all of my endless insanity I'm the epitome of human shit Beat myself up with these words that I spit Deprecate me for my belligerence Cause I'm failing to see that I'm actually sick Forgiveness is not something I'm gonna get For my shamelessly yelling and famine of bliss All this perilousness that I see is just me Inside of my mind is a treacherous dream Ceremoniously, I'm evolving to be An indulgent impulsive erroneous sleaze Hopefully I'll see the joy of my death Hopefully cocky until my last breath Stand for the crime and the filter I left Live with the weight of the world on my chest you take a little trip with me Please take my hand Let me bring you on a journey to wondrous land inside my mind you will find i am not who i am now the doctors couldn't help me but i know that you can why don't you stay a little longer help me through to the end please don't say that i'm crazy i don't know if i am all these voices and my choices i just can't understand help me please journey with me bring it up to an end Some you'll regret and others will stay until you're ancient Some will love you, some will play you until it hurts Don't you forget, pick them well or you might burn Hard to tell what's straight, what's real from what I see Hard to separate partners, friends, and enemies What is fact, I can't help but the rack of my brain The same facts of me wishing they rotten in chains No escape from this, killing the competition Never rest until I've died or my foes are beaten Play it smart before you go for the gun They all come at you first when you're enemy number one Every day was evolution 
steady. But I felt the cracks and give the shit one of many. Had the chance to weigh your ego with Seth and with Flake. Breaking things apart, making things hard, the world's changed. Case. Don't think me blind, even if I lose, I gain what is left behind. A memory lost, a lesson I'm taught, I even the odds heavily by making my mark. Get in here and fuck with me, Stemo Demon, PA. Killing all these rappers that claim to be such a big name. It's kind of funny when you think about it. You brag about your contacts, but lack the songs to back shit. Where's that quality now? It never came back after a visit to OJ's house. Yeah, I got my fair share of people that I don't like, but I don't hide it no more. The So when I lay the cards down, it's best to pray for forgiveness. I'll admit I have an issue, a clouded mind. Yeah, I need you to save me, pull me up, I'm out of time. Just say 
Lost souls don't go anywhere but between this world and the next. Though I tend to lean towards moving on, but negative emotions have me anchored to the grave. So I just sit here posting like an afterthought. Follow my people around. Can't interact. Better off in the ground. Get to see who really down and who fake. Who let me down? Wish I can fix all mistakes. Regret builds my prison. I try to escape. Chains of purgatory pull me back. Is this my fate? All the hate molds me to a malevolent wraith. Wishing harm on those I love. Wanting all of them to taste my own hell. Not cause they did me ill. The solitude drives me mad while I just sit still. The world moves on. How am I supposed to feel? Ghostly apparition in the corner. Only watching kill. Spirit trapped in this flesh. I see no escape except to die. No more can I accept the lie. So I will just say Disembodied. Watch me 
and sadness Happiness and joy mixed with depression And those lessons we all learn from having these Emotions grab us Suicidal homicidal fits of psycho Rip inside my vitals off of cheese How do I manage this? Emotions that keep rollercoasting in my ghost It makes me feel like I am indeed A mixture of all of these Hatred and love and peace and war hardcore And then mixed quick with a little harmony like I'm a mountain to the very in the center of your swat I'm a spit it again because I'm a vetted and vetted deep inside of you like a chip and a robot Shiny five is alive and I'm making it known from every emotion I stretch like Botox It's son of a gun, heaven the Betsy's I can't believe everybody's rolling a soul off Sorry doc, I really like it the way that I was made So the crazy train stops when I roll off And I gotta exhibit everything that's stuck inside of my prison When I get a vision, I'ma go off Got me feeling like my mentality bad on me Gotta be the side effect of my motherfucking anatomy Overheating the brain, be running ahead of me Recording whatever the data be gathering Insane I think not, not one million young thoughts and they fire at once while I'm caught in the middle of a rock and a hard place. Take them to the Mars base, space case on slot. I can't think for the feels I'll be feeling coming up out of me, rockets like a book, book shot. And I like if I did not tell you I'm distraught. I deal with all these things inside. I don't know how I'm still alive. And sadness, happiness and joy mixed with depression And those lessons we all learn from having these Emotions grab us, suicidal, homicidal Fits of psycho, rip inside my vitals, awful cheese How do I manage this? Emotions that keep rollercoasting in my ghost That make me feel I am indeed A mixture of all of these Hatred and love and peace and war hardcore And then mixed quick with a little harmony Trying to make sense of a life living in the dark Trying to figure out money, trying to figure out art Trying to figure out what in the hell am I doing here And I fear that it's all an illusion Have I traveled too far in the wrong direction Telling me to stay calm while it's on oppressing While I detonate bombs and prolong the messes And I gotta make all of the music All that I ever fought for, doing it for all your amusement Everything I've suffered in every moment of trouble The difficult in the bubble, it was all but abusive I kept it all moving and thought I had it in check But the fellow behind me, you felt the breathing on my neck I could feel death coming, but I wasn't ready yet I remember what he said if I wasn't already dead Ever since then, I've been alive She's all alone like I saw 
soon, she's dying soon, but not too quick. I'ma take my time, I'm in a violent mood. Raid, raid the kitchen, fuck buying food. Don't need the meat, she'll supply it soon. I'm on a diet, it's skinny bitches. I'm eating healthier, I'm trying to. She never stood up, chance, she never stood up. After I severed vertebrae, red was squirting, her death was certain. Obsessed with murder, and every person don't ever trust me. I bet I'm worse than the best immersion. Expert working in the field of bringing death to persons, but I'm Merkham. Watch me put on a clinic, I did it for all who dig it. Nothing but raw, explicit, a visually scarring image. What makes you want to live in that body? You're non-existent. Let me put this knife in your skin and take it to a level we all will visit.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Uncovering the Underground Radio Podcast Show. I'm your host, Skippy Ickham of Brutal Business Entertainment. We're very happy to have you listening in tonight. We have a fun-filled evening and fun-filled show for you, so make sure you stick around and listen to it. You just got done listening to our uninterrupted underground music hour with all kinds of great underground artists. If you are an artist out there listening in and you would like to have your music featured on the show, please feel free to hit us up at brutalbusinessent at gmail.com. Not only for you know people inquiring to get their music on the show, people wanting to be interviewed on the show, and any type of suggestions or comments that you would like to make to us here at Brutal Business. You can make sure you also check us out at www.teambrutalbusiness.com for all of our upcoming shows, news, events, and more. Um, we want to thank Spreaker Podcast Radio Systems, who we host through. You can go to the Spreaker Podcast app or at www.spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. And you can check out our show, my other show, Celestial Oddities, a Paranormal Guys podcast, and thousands of other great shows um, that you can check out on their platform. We are all ho- also hosted through iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Music, um, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, and anything else that you can think of. So make sure you check uh, our shows out, hit the like button, share us around, spread us around to your family and friends. The more you share us around, the bigger and better things we can do with the uh, show itself. We do want to thank our sponsors, Tattooed Scumbag Apparel. That is uh, TattooedScumbag.com. You can check them out. They make all kinds of great clothing. They sponsor not only my um, individual uh, music at Skippy Ickum, but they also sponsor Brutal Business Entertainment and Uncovering the Underground. If you put in promo code BBE10, you get 10 off your entire order. So make sure you go check them out. If you're a tattooed scumbag like me, you'll love their clothes. You'll love their message and their movement. And make sure you support local business. Also like to thank Roush Designs, Legion Artwork, 5 Milligram Artwork, and R3 Graphics, who makes our flyers for the show. Without uh, further delay, I'm going to go ahead and jump into a little bit about the guest that we have on the show tonight. Demetis is a three-piece melodic metal band hailing originally from Rolla, Missouri. Over the years, the band has played numerous shows ranging from backyard parties to festivals all over the country even taking part in charity events, and has had extensive airplay. Now currently located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, they have shared the stage with great bands such as Otep, Chimera, Soulfly, Mushroomhead, Lead the Sky, Oceano, New Year's Day, Stolen Babies, I Wrestled a Bear Once, Soil Work, Devil You Know, and many, many more. It has been said that the band could be best described as Evanescence and System of a Down's illegitimate love child. 
passionate about, uh, excuse me, passionate about stunning the crowd with her abilities and talents, the band is fronted by Jessica, a wide-ranging, screaming, and operatic stylist. Jessica also plays lead and rhythm guitar reminiscent and inspired by the likes of 80s guitarist Randy Rhodes and Dave Mustaine, along with current guitarist virtuoso John Five. In addition, Jessica is classically trained uh, flutist and is a lyricist and composer for the band. She has won several awards, including the John Philip Sousa Award and the Marine Semper Fidelis Award. On the drums, Ryan keeps the band in step with his fierce beats and is a born metronome. Although he had received classical and jazz training in his youth, Ryan's more dominant and ferocious side took over in his teen years, pulling into the metal genre. Able to read music, play the xylophone, tapani, uh, if I'm saying that right, and percussion instruments, he has been a longtime band section leader. His talents being liked to and inspired by some of the all-time greats, such as Terry Bozio, Carter Buford, Neil Peart, Will Hunt, and many more. And lastly, self-taught bassist, Brian is undoubtedly the heartbeat and high energy and source of the band. Having a natural ear for music, one would definitely call him a raw yet polished talent. As Brian would say, he doesn't play under the influence of other musicians. His goal as a musician is to simply reach beyond his known talents while striving to find new levels. So that tells you a little bit about the band, a little bit about the individuals themselves, and we're happy to have them on the show tonight to let you get to find out who they are behind the scenes and uncover the underground with them. Guys, thank you for being on the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. How are the three of you doing? Pretty good. <laughs> Not too bad. It's almost Friday. Absolutely. It's almost Friday. It's been kind of an odd and strange week this week. So it's not one of those ones where I'm necessarily sitting there saying, thank God, you know, it's over. It's been tough, but it's been very odd. So I'm, I'm kind of happy to cruise through it and maybe start a new one soon. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm glad to have you guys on the show tonight. I've been listening to you for a little while. I actually came across you from one of my bands signed to my um, label, Brutal Business Entertainment, which is Nine Stitch Method. And I believe through a um, post or a share or something that they did is how I came across you guys several months ago. And uh, really liked the look, really liked the um, sound and feel of you guys. And it's, you know, you were definitely someone I had to get on the show. So I'm glad we could get you on tonight, get to dig in your minds a little bit. And, uh, you know, obviously we told the crowd and the fans out there a little bit about you. But uh, why don't you give us a little bit more of an in-depth of that, of, you know, kind of your guys' experience in forming the band together and, and where you have kind of come from in, in that, you know, grounds. Thank you so much for having us on your show. Absolutely. But um, kind of like a short, very long uh, story is like the band originally started out in Missouri. Like um, we started out playing in a tattoo shop. Like the guy would allow us to do shows. And it was originally like just me as the guitarist. Like I didn't do vocals at the time. And the bass player, like he, of course, played bass. So it wasn't like original lineup or anything. And that's how we all started out. And then um, we eventually like needed a drummer and we like lost many vocalists along the way. And the guys, the drummer that I have now and Brian, the bassist, like we like they told me they're like, Jess, like, why don't you pick up vocals? Like, why don't you do it? And like, I wasn't sure about it. I was just like, I don't know if this is something I could do. Like, cause I didn't know how to scream at the time, but they're like, you can do it, Jess, like, you can do it. And so um, 
we eventually became just this three-piece band, like with me as a vocalist, and we've been stuck together ever since, and it's been amazing. You guys have a great sound, and I mean, it's something, like I said, I definitely dig. Uh, I know the um, bio had made remark to kind of a system of a down and evanescent love child, but I know the first time I had listened to it, um, it kind of gave me, not necessarily in, in the music, so to speak, um, but the the vocals was a screaming section in, a, in the song that I checked out. I don't remember what the very first song I heard was, but it actually gave me a very... Um, old school arch enemy feel. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to arch enemy, but it, it had oh. kind of that melodicness behind it. It had the, you know, the female vocals. It was, it was fierce. And as soon as I heard it, I'm like, Oh wow. It took me back. Cause I used to listen to arch enemy with their original singer years ago. And, um, definitely was nice to hear. It was refreshing. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. So you started out as, um, I guess this would still be directed towards you, Jessica. You started out as a, just a guitar player for the band you weren't originally vocals but kind of took a step forward and took that role on yeah like I just literally um I was just the I guess you would say like lead guitar player and in the band and I didn't have any interest of doing vocals I didn't think I could do it at all like it was just like something that the guys saw in me and they were like they were like hey you can scream and I I guess I always like overthought the process and thought I couldn't do it. And then like just one day it just came to me. I was able to just scream. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And you guys have a good sound. I think it works very well for you. And um, it, it's, it's catchy. It's different. And I think people are going to dig it tonight when they hear it. I know the fans are already digging it. I'm seeing you guys on a lot of shows. You're doing very well for yourselves. Keep it up. Obviously, you, whatever formula you put together is working right. Now you guys said that, um, so there is the three of you now, obviously, but was there one other member you said came and went, or was it always the three of you? Quite a few came and went. Um, we went through like three or four vocalists before Jess, so we would always be like a four-piece, three-piece instrumental, and then a vocalist. Um, we just couldn't find anyone that would uh, take it seriously and uh, stick around. We actually had a really, really big show in St. Louis, and it was a show that we were looking forward to hardcore. We showed up to the vocalist's house in the band van, and we could hear him stomping around inside the <laughs> house, and he wouldn't come to the door. He wouldn't come out, and he never answered, and we were like, okay, so I guess we're going to take off, and we got there, and he still hadn't shown, so it ended up being an instrumental-only show, and that, that was the day that we decided, we were like, you know what, screw all these people. Um Yes, you're doing it. <laughs> we, well, I think that's important, though, that that actually happened to you guys for two reasons. One, because obviously he wasn't the right vocalist for you. It helped lead you into Jess being on vocals. But it also signified the strength and character of you guys as a, as a, as a band and as a partnership because there's a lot of people who just said, you know what, we're not going then. You actually showed up and you said, you know what, we don't have a singer, but we are still going to perform tonight. We are still going to put on a show and you gave people a show, and that, that defines a true band. So I'm glad to hear that that was the case. Yeah, yeah, the show the show turned out pretty decent. I mean, that just happened to be a show with uh, Bleed the Sky. So, you know, at first we were a little bit embarrassed that they liked us a lot, and they wanted we, like, exchanged posters and autographs and stuff, and they, they were on their Jägermeister tour, and we were just playing that <laughs> leg of it. So it was kind of a little embarrassing to start off with, not having a vocalist, but it actually worked out pretty well. 
You know what though? But just like myself, a lot of other musicians, they're gonna they're gonna appreciate that. Even they're gonna realize that hey, some shit happened to these guys, but they said fuck it, we're gonna do it anyway. And I, I think most people respect that. It doesn't make you look bad. It actually makes you look good. It makes your singer look like shit. Um, but he's obviously yeah. not in the band anymore anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And like you said, a lot of people will come and go, and that's interesting that your guys is. Um, your guys' shortcomings early stages was the singer because, you know, I've been in bands, you know, throughout my life and our problem always was mainly the drummer. Um, so, you know, Ryan, if, if you've been around for a while, kudos to you because it's always hard to keep a drummer. I don't mean any, I don't mean any offense to you, Ryan, but drummers are fucking crazy. And um, we always seem to have issues with drummers for some reason, but we always usually kept the same vocals in my band. I was in a band for nine years and um, we had the same uh, vocal, only two vocalists over the years, but bass players and drummers were a little tough. It was always the original guitars, but um, drums, we went through probably, I think, maybe eight drummers over the nine years that we had. Holy crap. Yeah. They couldn't stick band. up with it. I think I've been in the band since 2008, and I replaced a drummer that decided to, I guess, kind of ditch the band and become a guitarist in his own band. So <laughs> that's the thing is a lot of people um, that do do drums don't stick with it. They jump to another instrument mainly because they want to go the easy route out. And I don't want to say guitar is easy by any means, but <laughs> everybody plays guitar. So when you're a drummer and you're like, well, shit, no one's digging the fact I'm playing drums. And I really got to work my ass off on drums, but I can pick up a guitar and strum a couple chords and people are going to think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> then you you know you start to get that to happen and you start losing people that they don't want to stick with drums but then again as i said earlier that's good i like to weed out the weed out the week so just like the singer that you had mentioned not everybody can do this because once it gets to a serious level people start to flake out and that was our problem with drummers is it was all fun to play a show once a month once every other month but whenever it started to be we're going to play six seven shows a month we're going to go on the road a little bit and it was like oh well this isn't fun anymore well no it's a job and a lot of people don't understand that yep yeah could also be because you know we have to lug around the most equipment that's a pain in the ass to set up <laughs> it is a pain in the ass i will give you guys that because i would always help my drummer with that but and my one drummer at one point had a rack and i don't know if you just play on a set or if you have a rack but he had this extensive rack where it was all assembles everything to set this thing up took at least 40 minutes um and it was humongous, and it took up like half the stage anywhere we played. He would not compromise, no matter what. And I'm like, dude, this this drum set is taking up the entire stage, and he just didn't give a shit. It was like 48 years old. We were all like 18, but he was like one of the most mind blowing drummers ever. Yeah, that would be Ryan's kit. Like he has like yeah, this huge drum rack with all these cymbals and stuff. See, that's funny that I mentioned. I truly didn't know that because I've listened to your music, but I haven't seen any really live shit yet. So that's that's funny that you do have a rack because not a lot of drummers play on a rack. They just play on a set. But, I mean, if you're playing yeah. on an extensive rack, that means that you've obviously put um, some major time and money into it. Yeah, I've got I've got the Lazy Man's rack. I don't have – it's a little bit old. It's from the late 90s, the model, um, but it collapses. I don't have to actually, like, take it apart. It folds okay. in on itself, so it makes it real easy to take around. It weighs well, that makes sense. Pounds. Our our guy was just old school as shit, and he was probably playing on one from, like, 1960. So, I mean, <laughs> that's why it was so hard to lug into the, any building, and it took forever, and it weighed, like, 900 pounds. And, you know, yeah. I'm sure that they have made newer models that you, like, press five buttons, and boop, there it is. But, yeah, yeah. Most of the new ones are aluminum, so they don't weigh a whole lot. You just piece them together. These were, like, you know, animanium steel. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I don't know. But, um, no, that's great. Um, so you guys have been a band total. How long has the band been a whole? Oh, Jesus. I think uh, as the current lineup, about 12 years. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. It's a tight bond, that's for sure. Like, uh, we've stuck through so much so much um memories and bullshit like good times and bad times and it's like it just like brings us closer together and we have like we're all like literally best friends and it's just like great to be able to make music together we've got a lot of crazy ass stories over the years oh i'm sure you do because i know me and my fellows had a lot of really good times i miss it Um, i'm a solo artist now so these days the last several years i've played a massive amount of shows but most of them are me performing my by myself so i do perform with a lot of friends and we will do collabs and things of that nature but most of my performances are just me and i love that too in a completely different way just like i love the hip-hop side and the, and the rap side it's weird for me because there's nothing in the world that can replace holding a guitar and just shredding and headbanging yeah. with my guys but at the same time there's nothing in the world that can describe just dominating lyricism and not needing a band and just being you and wowing a crowd. So I get to see it from both perspe- perspectives, but it's been many years since I've been in a band and it used to be my life. And I, I always, anytime I find a band that I like and I listen to and they're good people, I'm like, keep that going because the good times and the bad are what make all the memories. And I'll tell you what, I still think about them all the time. <laughs> yeah, let's stick take with a you. Absolutely, to stick with you. I mean, in, in, with all the different bands that you've got to network with and play live with, it's 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 awesome to think as any artist, you know, hey, I was starting out, who knows what this would turn into, and then you see all the people you've got to network with and, and play shows with over the years, and it's like, wow, you know, we're just a regular person, we're able to do these things, and it is limitless because you guys can really go anywhere you want to go. Yeah. And what's the bit, what's the plans coming up for you? I mean, obviously we know a little bit about your past, but what what do you guys got coming up? I know that you um, had released a recent album as of last year. Um, it was Ghost Carnival, am I correct? Yep. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, well, I was going to have my bass player talk, but... Um, he's been quiet can... back here. You can I talk. I... I was like, tell him to go and tell him, but he's like, no. That's all right. No, that's I'll okay. You can hang. Up. Okay, t- talk about the music. Well, he's, he's asking about Ghost Carnival. Uh, well, like, talk about Ghost Carnival? Well, we just released a, a CD last year. It's called Ghost Carnival, and it has um, just four songs on it, I think. We recorded it at uh, Spider Studios yeah, we, in Cleveland. Yeah, we recorded at Spider Studios in Cleveland and um, got to work with Ben, who produced a lot of major albums like for big artists like all of chimera's albums yeah like so it was cool working with ben and we got to work with tony who's also got to work with all these big artists so it was like nice to get like pointers off those guys like on songwriting and um just like working with them and like my goal is like every year to kind of like come out with a new cd so if people just keep keep um supporting us like i would like to just keep coming out with a cd every year and this year we're coming out with a continuation of ghost carnival it's called sideshow so it's kind of like um like these cds are that are going to be linked together so that one's hope i'm hoping to have it come out um in august um still waiting on like some final um approval of the artwork and and like next year, like I'm already like having, I already like 
been working on new music for next year's CD. So if everyone keeps keeps um, supporting us. Like I'd like to just like pump out as much CDs as I can. Absolutely, and I think people will. I mean, I, I like I said before, you have a look and sound that sells, and I think will market well. I mean, already has for itself. So if you are listening out there, guys, hit the like button, hit the share button, get you know, check out their page, check out their merch, and check out their music. You know, pick something up, help support them, keep them going, keep them writing more music, and keep them playing shows. Um, now, you know, you, you had mentioned some great bands earlier and we'd mentioned some great bands in, you know, the intro to the show. Why don't each of the three of you tell us what your favorite genre of metal is, um, you know, out of the different subgenres of metal and what your favorite or most listened to band is in, in your, you know, in your plethora of music that you listen to as far as metal. Go first, mm. right? <laughs> Yeah, so it's a tough one. I know um, that is a tough one to answer. I I think for most of my life listening to metal, it was always what was considered like new metal, you know, like Corn and all those guys. Um, lately, though, I've been listening to a lot heavier stuff. I don't. It's not quite black metal. It's like symphonic metal. Um, been listening to a lot of Flesh God Apocalypse. Okay. Um, they're they're pretty brutal. They're pretty heavy. I just uh, it's it's a little change from what I listened to my whole life growing up. I grew up with like all the '90s grunge bands and Alice in Chains and stuff like that. And then uh, when I started buying CDs, it was all Rob Zombie and Corn and and uh, kind of stuck with them for about 15 years, and then uh, moved on to heavier things. Okay, nothing wrong with that. All very good bands that you mentioned. I'm fans of. All of the new metal genre that you just mentioned. Um, I also listen to a lot of darker metal and black metal. Not so much these days. There was a very big phase where I listened to a lot of like Scandinavian black metal and shit yeah. that was just out there. And like in bands like Demu Borgir and um, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. I mean, don't get me wrong, they were great bands. Not necessarily um, something I can listen to on a steady basis, um, but definitely deserve their credit. And uh, the other bands you mentioned, like Rob Zombie and things like that, always will be all-time favorites for sure. Oh, yeah. And then um, I used to listen to, like, like death metal and heavy metal, like a lot of Six Feet Under, Cannibal Corpse, uh, Cattle Decapitation, a lot of Oh, great bands. See, that was a lot of the shit that I was listening to. That was actually my favorite genre right there, is listening to Devil Driver. (laughs) Um, and just all those bands during that time period, Six Feet Under, like their Graveyard Classics album. Um, yeah. Just just awesome shit right there. But nowadays, as I get older, <laughs> I like to slow it down a little bit. Just listen to, I like to listen to like a lot of hard rock, like Papa Roach and Hell Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that either, because I actually slowed yeah. down myself. I do listen to a lot of death metal, but not near to the level I once did. Um, I'll pop in Devil Driver from time to time. I'll pop in some of my other bands, like Abysmal Dawn, Cattle Decapitation, like you mentioned, and um, listen to it. But most of the time anymore, I try to keep it calmer because I was in a lot darker of a stage, I think, back then when I was listening to that. Um, not that that was it, the music influenced it or anything, but um, definitely was what I was listening to during a darker time period in life. And now I'm kind of more older and I'm, I'm relaxed. And I'm like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with listening to, like you said, Alice in Chains, Korn, um, Papa Roach, any of those type of bands. Yeah, I definitely can uh, relate to that. 
Now, what was your favorite out of the death metal? Sorry, Jessica, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. What was your favorite out of those heavy metal bands? Who would you pick as the ultimate favorite? Uh, like modern day, I would go with probably the Black Dahlia Murder. Okay, that's the best choice you could ever make. So, <laughs> love, love that answer right there. That's that's actually would have been my answer. So that's great. Um, <laughs> I just missed them not too long ago here in Pittsburgh. Um, they came back through again, and I missed them, and I was so pissed off because I haven't seen them since Sounds of the Underground in Cleveland, Ohio. Like, Oh, my God, I saw them at the same, same tour. Yeah, it had to be like 2007 <laughs> or eight, maybe. Um, good tour, yeah, it was, that was a great tour. Yeah, Jessica, like, go ahead. You feel free to tell us about you now. Um, I guess I, I like... <laughs> <laughs> I like all kinds of music, so, I mean, I literally listen to it all, like, so I've never really been stuck to listening to, like, a certain, like, metal, I guess. I I was brought up listening to pop, and, like, I, my mom, like, the heaviest it got was Cinderella, and that's where I would hear the guitar playing, and I'm like, oh, man, I really want to play that instrument, but, um... Like, I literally grew up, like, liking everything. Like, I like rap. I like metal. I like <laughs> rock. Uh, I do like some country. Some. Like, it has to be the rock country. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like like punk music. I like it all. Yeah, you should hear There's some of the shit that's on that she's playing when Brian and I get home from work. <laughs> we just look at her like, what the hell are you listening I to? I even have, like, I have, like, I don't know, like, it's a very what do you what do you call wide it? range Elec- playlist electronic music i listen to everything classical everything you know what you it's it's good to be versed like that i mean like i said i i listen to a lot of things as well my my playlist can go from one extreme to another <laughs> um i mean and i'm talking extreme i'm talking some like just absolutely off the wall stuff and yep <laughs> And the next thing you know, like we were talking about death metal, death metal will come on. Then it's it's something that's poppy. It's something yep. like you'd never expect me to listen to because people that know me are like, I'm this very dark character. I'm Skippy Echo. My shit's very evil. and very... <laughs> Then they hear a song come on and they're looking at me and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, music music defines us because you, there's no, there, you can't have just one voice, I don't think, in music. Yeah, like I I like whatever that whatever music makes me feel like if. If somebody writes something and I like feel it, like I don't know, I can feel the energy of the words, like the music, like whatever makes me feel, it's going on my playlist. <laughs> no, I agree with that. There's, I, I don't like to box myself in, and because when you do that, you do just that, and you box yourself in. And I, I never was one of those artists that wanted to be that way and block myself off from opportunities. Because there's people like, oh no, you listen to that? Well, yeah, I listen to that. Is it? It's a good song. It makes me feel good. It has a good arrangement to it um composition so i'm gonna enjoy it i never understood why people have to limit it yeah i never liked it when people um try to make others like feel bad for listening to certain artists it's like oh you like so and so like you like you know everybody pretty much whenever they're writing a song it's just like your soul can like feel from it like good um just like kind of like try to make you feel bad for listening to a certain artist or genre it's just like just listen to whatever you want to listen to because there's certain things in our mind that just trigger i mean you don't necessarily tell yourself to like a song just no more than you look at a painting and for some reason the arrangement on that canvas when you look at it it just sparks something in your mind You're like oh i like that 
That's like telling someone to not like a song is like that. Don't like that. You can't look at that and think that looks good. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's strange to me that people do that. Uh, I'm not. I just never understood that. Me neither. Well, great. I think we uh, we definitely had some fun background information on you guys and talked a little bit about um, you know your recent release and you know what you guys are into as far as music. Um, do you have, I know you mentioned you're looking to put an album out per year. Do you have, you said that one is going to be called Sideshow? Yes. And when do we expect that? To, I mean, you don't have to give an exact date because you might not know yet, but when do you expect that to kind of drop? The end of this month. So oh, well then never mind. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going for. Okay, yeah. awesome. It's all done. The recordings are all done. We're, we're just waiting on artwork to finish up and and uh, to get everything pressed. But getting everything pressed, it only takes a couple days, so we're still hoping to shoot for the end of the month. It's only the first today, so we're on we're on track. Yeah, you should have plenty of time. I actually have some, some albums being pressed right now for the label I'm waiting to get back to that we just recently dropped. So. That's awesome. Hopefully they come back. But I'm using a new company I haven't you know, used in the past. I'm trying something a little bit different, and I'm kind of anxious about it because I've always had very good experiences with this other company. But I did want to try something different with look and arrangement, and I'm hoping it doesn't bite me in the ass. <laughs> That's cool, though. But yeah, like we always, um, we never put a a date on anything. Like we've learned that the hard way. Anytime in the past, we've always put like a date on whenever a music video is going to be released, or whenever a CD is going to get released, or I don't know anything that we put a date on. It it always bit us in the ass because it's like somebody would drop the ball for us somewhere, and we would be stuck. Like, you know, either stop talking about the thing until it got finished, you know, and people would be like, "Oh, I thought your CD was going to be out this time," and it's just like, you know, we just learned not to put a date on it. We just go with the flow, <laughs> like of things. We've been let down too many times. Yeah. And that will happen. You have to, you have to, there's only two situations that I can think of that really warrant you to give a date. One is you have everything already done and you're ready to go. So you're like, it's going to drop on this date next month because you're already sitting ready right now. You're just letting it pass. Yeah. Or, or you're on a, a very large label where they're just telling you when it's coming out. They're not really giving you a choice. They're like, well, you have this amount of time to go into the studio and get it done. It's going to be mixed and mastered, and it is dropping on this date, whether it's finished to your liking or not. Then that's one of those cases you don't get to say, and that's a whole different ballgame there. So um, that's unfortunate because there's been many bands that I've um, talked to, uh, been around, or just read about. Um, that have been rushed on their albums and it still put out a good product, but if they weren't so rushed on the release of their album, I'm sure the albums would have been, you know, sevenfold better. Uh, when you're under pressure trying to do anything. Absolutely. I, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not someone who necessarily folds under pressure, but I'm not someone who really wants anybody dampening my creative um, flow by, you know, pressuring me and trying to give me a deadline. Like, I will... I learned that the hard way as well, like you guys said, because I've released um, six full-length albums at this point, and I told everybody that I was releasing a new one called Absolute Zero at the beginning of this year. Well, beginning of the year came, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry, guys, we are definitely delayed. We're looking towards, like, June. I would say maybe May, but probably June. Well, let me tell you, it's August, and that baby ain't nowhere near done. Um, So... (laughs) 
I pretty much told people it's just kind of off for the time being. And a lot of that is because I'm running two different radio shows now. I do run a very extensive label and a lot of other things that I'm putting my focus into that I'm in no rush to, as I said, make a deadline because I don't really have to impress anybody at this point. It's not that stage of like, let's release it, you know, a lot of music back to back to back. It's I can take time in between and do other projects because I don't have to specifically feed the masses anymore because I have 150 songs out. So, you know what I mean? It's, it gets to yeah. a point where I can take my time with it. And I think ultimately when I release my next album, it's going to be something to see. I, I only, there's a lot of songs I haven't released on it yet that are just kind of sitting and no one's heard. And I've had them done for like eight, nine months now. Yeah. When you got that much music, it is nice though. Cause like you said, people can listen to that while they're waiting. And, almost and that's it. That it gives me that delay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a any... crap load of music that never makes it to to the CD because we try to keep the CDs like smaller so we can release them, you know, more frequently and and tie them into one another. So like this whole um, like once all three or four or whatever of this at uh, you know this particular cycle is out, it'll basically be like a you know three or four part album. And even the artwork, like when you when you piece together the. Uh, the covers when you open them up they all connect with one another makes like one big picture okay so we're trying to keep it flowing we've we, I mean, we have a lot of other new songs out that uh that we play live but they're not on any cds so we, we've got a lot to work with right now we just we're trying to time everything appropriately i love to do that to fans i love to come out absolutely blow their mind with you know a couple brand new songs that they're like oh wow what was that and then never give, never give it to them yeah we play a song live for a while before we ever find a cd because then people will message us like where can i get this cd we're like i mean where can i get this song we're like at our live show exactly you got to build the hunger up because then they're like oh play that one song i heard that you know a month or two ago when you played and you're like which one was that you're like i don't know it's not on any of the cds and you build that hunger up and the more that they hunger for it the more they're going to buy the more they're going to promote and tell their friends about you got to hear the song so it's a good tactic to go by for promotion and marketing plus i just like messing with my fans i'm not unknown to do that um i do it all the time for all my fans out there i love you guys but i definitely love fucking with you <laughs> now um do you guys so uh you know right now do and ever there's some people just specifically do music and that's their only outlet there's people like myself i do a lot of different things within the industry that i enjoy um kind of a jack of all trades there and, you know are you guys into any other type of artistic things other than your instruments and the music that you make or is it mainly just focused on the band because there's really no way no wrong way to go either way Man, we all have like so many um, hobbies yeah. and outlets. Like, I guess we'll start with you. Want to start with yours, Ryan? Ah, uh, so I'm into a lot of different things. I, I collect a lot of goofy things. But the primary thing that I do outside of the band is I'm actually a professional fingerboarder under Five Luck Fingerboards out of Canada. Um, I've got decks with my, with my name on them. I've got all that kind of stuff. So I do a lot of competitions and events and stuff like that. Wow. That's a, <laughs> that is a, that is a very strange, random fact that I'm, I'm definitely loving it. Like, okay, I, you are the very first time I've ever met someone that's like, Hey, you know what I can do? Check this out. <laughs> 
it's like really hard. Like I can't even ollie like with a fingerboard. So I give them so much props for it. <laughs> oh no, I, I've seen videos. It's very impressive. I don't know how one obtains this skill, but I mean, it is definitely very impressive to see. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It, it's taken me all over the place. I mean, I've been up to Salem, Massachusetts, Toronto, Ontario. Um, yeah, I've gone to Cleveland for a few different events. I mean, I've been all over the place just for uh, fingerboarding. It's, That's pretty, it's pretty crazy, interesting. man. Yeah, who, would, yeah. who would think? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure if you rewinded back many years in the past, you would have never thought that you'd be doing that. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it was just tech decks and collecting and messing around with them back then. And then it turned into this whole, I don't know, this whole professional scene. I don't know, the fingerboards have come a long way. You go from a $3 tech deck to a $200 complete fingerboard setup. So, everything's advanced so much these days i mean when you look at anything and you're like go back 15 20 years and then look at it now it's it's truly impressive no matter what it is no matter if it's medical advances if it's electronical advances on any of our devices that we're using i mean look 20 years ago at cell phones yeah and look at cell yeah. phones now look at the internet not existing pre-97 you know what i mean it was it was something that didn't exist, and now it's everywhere, and you can't get away from it. Internet literally runs our world. Um, it's pretty crazy to think that how quickly the world can change in 20 years. Um, even thinking in our industry, in the music side, from you know, from records to eight tracks to cassette tapes to CDs to MP3s, MP4s. Um, pretty crazy. I remember going out and pushing my music in the streets, selling mixtapes or giving away mixtapes um playing We've definitely done that before exactly and where's that age at anymore because people don't do that it's not often that you see new bands new artists doing it they don't they just sit on the computer all day and that's great but it's a waste of time it's 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 i i've always so, been yeah. one to want to interact with people because if you're only on the computer that's great you can reach people all over the world but how much are you really connecting with those people to make an impact that they want to follow your music more than just listen to it yeah yeah you got to get those people to get off their computer and come out to the real world and uh come to a show or you know take a hand-to-hand -hand demo on the street it's uh it's definitely different. We used to scour the streets of St. Louis, passing out demos like crazy. We drove all the way out here for Mayhem Festival in 2010 um, just to pass out demos. We yep. stood out in the parking lot and passed out like 500-something demos. <laughs> and That's the way uh, to do it, though. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's strange now, though, because people look at you like you're crazy because, you know, you're not just sending them a link on Facebook or something. Every, well, it's hard to get people out of their house nowadays. It's it's every even the industry's gearing us towards that because I, I got a new vehicle um, two years ago and I remember bringing it home. First couple of days I drove to work, never thought of it. I was listening to the free serious uh, radio that they gave me for the first month or whatever. And I was listening to a bunch of weird shit that I never listened to, and um, <laughs> you know it started to run down on my um, my trial of that. Or I just got bored of it one or the other. I can't remember. And I, I went in the house and I grabbed my one book of CDs. And I have a pretty extensive CD collection, um, which is pretty much going to become worthless here soon. And uh -huh. I, I went down in the car and I picked out the CD I, went, I wanted. I looked for like five or six minutes and you know, found one that was perfect for that mood for that day. Went to put it in and I looked and I couldn't figure out where my CD player was in my vehicle. Well, that's because my vehicle doesn't have a CD player. 
Yeah. It doesn't have a cassette player. It has nothing. It's just strictly auxiliary and Bluetooth. And I'm like, what in the fuck just nope. happened? To me? <laughs> nope. And, and that's what they're doing with the industry. Is like you said, handing out mixtapes is almost frowned upon and looked at. When you start handing out mixtapes at a concert, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you giving me this? Like, I don't want this. What, I, what am I going to do with this, man? They're like, this is, just, this is a burden. This is going to take up room. Send me a Facebook link. Yeah. And it's like, we that is, it's so weird to think that that's the world now. We should start selling VHS tapes. <laughs> That'd be sweet. I remember sitting in my my um, bedroom when I was a kid listening to VH tapes. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people's computers don't even have disk drives anymore. Nope. So. <laughs> no. Yeah, actually, the laptop I'm on right well, no, the laptop I'm on right now does. My other one that I was on before it fried about a month or two ago. Um, did not have one on it. And that was kind of weird, too, because I wanted to burn a CD the one day, and I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely crazy. It, it definitely has definitely changed up the industry a good bit and changed up. But you know what? It's an ever-changing beast. We have to adapt to it and be able to kind of adapt to it in order to stay relevant in the scene and relevant with our music. So, um, no, no. As far as shows and getting out there, I know you know you guys have talked about traveling a good bit with the band um, some of your side ventures and things that you do. Um, what do you guys have coming up um, as far as uh, you know shows, events, anything that we can you know catch you at? Sorry, we lost you real quick. I was asking you what. Uh, no, that's okay. What uh, what events do you guys have coming up right now that we can catch you at live? Um, our next show. The twenty ninth. Um, yeah. Here's the information on it. It's on the it's on the 29th. We're playing with Massive Scar Era and Notion of Silence at the Mr. Roboto Project. Oh wow! Um, you ever played small there? Small venue, but it's it's fun. We did. Um, we played there about six or seven years ago. Six years ago. It's been a while. It's a fun it, little place. Played, super uh, tight, but it's fun. With, yeah, yeah. Has a carpet race car on the wall. Yeah, we haven't been there in a while. They still have those little carpet NASCARs all over the walls. Oh, I don't, I don't think, or maybe, I, well, the thing is, I was there for a Halloween show probably about five, six years ago, and all the walls were covered and stuff, so it was dark and I couldn't see, but I played there, and I've been in Pittsburgh my whole life, and I've only ever played there that one time, and it was a really fun little packed-in show for Halloween. Um, so I'm not sure if they had those or not, because everything was covered that night, but yeah, it's a kind of a weird little side, side spot that you would never think about. Yeah, yeah, we played there back when we first relocated out here. Um, I mean, it was definitely fun, I and mean, this will be interesting because we haven't been there in a while, and I think it was uh, a notion of silence or one of those bands that um, had asked us to play originally, and uh, we just took it on. We're like, hey, we haven't played there in a while. Let's do it. Massive Scryers from Canada. Massive okay. Scryers. Yeah. Yeah, they're on tour, um, and that's going to be one of their stops, so we'll be playing there with them. And then I have an acoustic... Uh show august 10th like it's the middle middle of the day like i think i play like a lot 12 50 to like 110 it's like a 20 minute acoustic set it's just gonna be me playing um a couple of our songs off the new album and i think um i'm not positive about the name of the place it's like breezeway like i posted an event on our facebook page so those who are interested could definitely check it out and share the news and come down and hear an acoustic set of our music 
I love some good acoustic. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and just kind of closing your eyes and vibing to some good acoustic tunes. I love playing the acoustic. It's like my favorite thing to do. And it really works your fingers too, because I mean, you can riff on a guitar all day long and it's awesome, but when you pick up an acoustic and you try to play, I mean, if you're playing actual like acoustic style music, then it's not the same, but if you're trying to play and cover your own metal songs on an acoustic, that is a massive finger workout there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you definitely got to push a lot harder on that fretboard. A lot harder, and I'll tell you what, those acoustic strings will rip the tip of your fingers up way more, and I mean, even with the calluses, they really dig in. I don't, know, I don't have that issue, but I play bass and finger pick, so. Yeah. His but... fingers are calluses. <laughs> His fingers are rocks. He just he just yes. slaps them on there. It doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> I have Stop. no feeling in these fingers. <laughs> now, oh, I know I did. Go ahead. Oh, I said even like like when I don't play, like in, in like a couple weeks, I pick up and I start blistering. I just keep going. Like I don't even care. Like, oh, I'll, no, I'll you have even... to. I won't, I won't even have a fingertip left, and I'll just keep playing on it. Well, I used to um, slide my finger up and down the string over and over and over, not even play anything, just slide it up and down, up and down, until it literally would rip my fingers open and they'd be Ooh. bleeding. And I would just keep doing it over and over again. I'd slice yeah. my fingers all the time because eventually they did become rock hardware. I mean, it, I never felt anything. I could just shred on it, and I, I wouldn't feel anything. But I stopped playing the guitar near as much these days. It's been actually been quite a while since I picked it up, which is a shame, but... Um, my calluses, they, they go away. So if I picked up and played now, I'd be a baby about it. <laughs> yeah, baby steps, and then you can shred on it. Yeah, it'd be a while, man. I, I could probably pick it up and, and lay down a sweet lick right now, but I don't think I could pick it up and shred for quite some time. I used to once upon a time, but, you know, people say it's like a bike. You just, you know, you pick it back up and ride it again. That's bullshit. Yeah. You, can yeah, pick, heard... you can pick it back up and play, but you're not picking it back up and playing anywhere near the level you once did. No. Yeah, I heard on your last interview you haven't really touched the guitar in a year. I think it's that would go crazy. <laughs> you know what? It's a shame because it was it was my life. I mean, if you ask anybody growing up, that is all I did. I I was a loser. I would not hang out with people. I would go home after school, sit in my room and play guitar from the time I got home from school to the time I had went to bed. I'd play it for a little bit in the morning before I went to school. Sometimes I'd sneak out of school and go home and play it during school. So it was um, it was all I cared about. I mean, it was, it was my life. And then kind of weird, you fast forward 20 years later and it's now I don't even play the guitar and it's like, Hmm, I wonder how that works. <laughs> That's kind of like how my life is now. Like, well, besides all the crazy hobbies that I do, um, like I always, if I'm like watching TV, I have the guitar in my hand. If I like any time that I have the chance, like the guitar is in my hand. I'm just kind of shocked she doesn't have it in her hands right now. <laughs> just sitting there on the interview, stroking the neck of it. You're like, I love this thing. It's like a cat, so, yeah. but not a cat. Every, yeah, everywhere we go, she has one because she has a pretty. She has a guitar in every room. Oh, uh, she's got so many damn guitars. Yeah, you're like, you're like jogging down a trail. Got your guitar strapped on your back. <laughs> Hell, she's got so many guitars, she could probably be jogging down the trail and just pick one out of the woods. That's it. Wear them as shoes, jogging shoes. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, do you play one specific brand, Jessica, or do you play, um, you know, multiple different companies? I think I have, like, every company. Like, I have Ibanez. No Fender. Al yeah, I have, actually, I do. I oh, do. Yeah, yeah. I, I want a Fender guitar, like, at one of our last shows, so... <laughs> So like I do pretty much have like every every name besides um like I even have Schechter, Fender, Ibanez, Jackson, Jackson. Jackson. What about a Paul? What about a Paul I, Reed Smith? 
I do not have one of those. You and I don't your, and I don't have a Gibson either. You have your own model. Oh, and I do have my own model through um, Fireplant. Okay. That yeah, they they gave you a sponsorship or did you yeah, were accustomed to Okay. Awesome. It's, it's like an FP1. It's like um it's purple. It's cool looking. You have the, yeah. she has she has the first like like solid body they've ever made. Like so she okay. has like, the prototype. That's pretty sweet. Now is that is that a newer venture that you have or you had that one for a while? I actually have that for a year now. Okay. And then you I mean, obviously, honestly, they're sponsoring you, so no matter what I ask you, you're going to say that they're sick and they're awesome, but you really, you really dig into playing on it? Um, me personally, like, if I would have gotten to, like, play it before I agreed to it, I think the whole solid body is, like, too heavy for me. Like, it, like sounds it, good, it, it, it sounds amazing, but just, like, the weight of it against my, my wrist while I'm playing, like, I just don't like the feel of it. So. Time. So uh, yeah, it's very very top heavy. Wants to tip to the left, but like okay, honestly, so it it weighs on you while you're playing, which can obviously tire you out a little bit. Yeah, and so it's just like I feel bad that I don't get to play on it as often. But like honestly, like when I'm playing those riffs, like I don't want my wrist to like hurt while I'm playing. So like I love my Jackson. Like really focused. Like, like yeah, on, I, on lyrics whenever you uh, we wrist start hurting. Yeah, like whenever. Um, whenever we play live like i have so much going through my mind like the last thing i want to do is worry about like how my wrist feels like because like i'll always have to like worry about the lyrics riff like i just feel like there's like so timing there's like so much going through my head live that's the last thing i want to do is worry about how i feel while i'm playing well you want to you just want to rely on your muscle memory and just let your hands kind of do the dance that it wants to do and you play the riffs and you worry about the singing and, and harmonizing it all together and going, putting on a good show, you don't want to spend the whole entire set thinking about your hands, thinking about your fingers, because then it starts to mess up the singing, mess up the flow of the overall song because you're focusing too much. Now, you might be able to adapt pretty good past that, but still, if you feel it weighing on you, it's slowing you down from being the best you that you can be. So you got to watch out. You have to find that right guitar, that right feel. And I mean, it might be, it might be one that's more for sitting at home, sitting down on your lap and jamming rather than standing and playing live. Now, what's your favorite um, guitar that you have? What do, what do you prefer as your main guitar? That Jackson King B, like, Chad, this guy, he's a fan of ours um, in Ohio. He gave it to me, like, as a birthday present, which is the craziest thing, like, that, like, it's such an expensive guitar. I would have never uh, have ever owned one, but, like, he came up to me after a show, and, and he, he always brought it to me um at shows for me to play on and i would play on it and hand it back to him and he was just like here happy birthday and i was just like no way like you're joking like and he's just like take it i was like i can't take this like it's too nice of a guitar it's amazing um i can't take it and he's just like well if you don't take it i'm gonna give it to somebody else and i was just like oh my god like thank you so much for giving me such an amazing guitar because it feels great like I just love how light it is, and I can, and it sounds amazing. It just feels great to play, like shredding up and down the neck. Like it's just such a nice guitar. I just, I don't know. I love it. Now, is is I could be taking a long shot here, but part of your bio had mentioned my favorite guitar player of all time, who loved playing on Jackson Flying V's. Does that guitar and love for the the Jackson Flying V have anything to do with Randy Rhodes? Um. 
I'm sure it's an extra plus because <laughs> it's pretty awesome that he played on it. But like, I didn't ever like really. It was it wasn't really a guitar on my list of wanting to have. Like I always loved Ibanez Prestiges. Like I just loved playing on them and felt good on them. And like whenever Chad brought that guitar for me to play on, and he knew how much I loved Randy Rhodes and how he played on, you know, Jackson guitars and. Like, it just kind of went hand in hand. It was, like, meant to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember growing up watching videos of Randy Rhodes playing on the Flying V, and it was, it was like, as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah. No, I didn't really <laughs> play I didn't really play the Flying Vs, but, I mean, I just I idolized him as, as a kid, as a guitar player, and, and the way he played and changed, obviously, you know, a great deal of metal music forever. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, very dope. Now, I did skip... Um, I did skip, uh, you know, a question earlier. I kind of halfway got through where you guys were saying what you do do on the side, and we did talk about the fingerboarding, but I didn't pick back up with the other two of you, so I apologize. Got a little sidetracked there. I get a little ADD sometimes. That's what <laughs> makes it fun. Uh, why don't we jump back to that real quick, and then as soon as we're done going over that with you two, we are going to go ahead and jump into your first song break here. So what is it that the uh, remaining two of you have, uh, you know, is your passion aside from music? May I like to... Uh... There's a lot of stuff I like to do, but mainly I just like to have fun, uh, no matter what I'm doing. But the stuff, if I had, if I got to choose, I just like to ride quads, uh, fish, shoot guns, and the American dream. Camp. Yeah, camp, <laughs> camp and hang out and have fun. I don't know. There's nothing better in the world from camping, fishing, and um, just being in nature is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I can just, I, I can honestly, I know a lot of people say this, but I can honestly just like live outside and just be perfectly happy. As long as yeah, the weather's nice. As long as the weather's nice, I could, um, you know, my retirement plan is someday away from all this chaos of the music and running a business and <laughs> everything else is just kicking up a chair next to a river somewhere, a stream, putting on some tunes on a stereo, kind of kicking back, having a beer and just casting out a line and just fishing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that's kind of like what I, I'm hoping to do one day. Absolutely, people forgetting you. And you're not important anymore. You don't even care about it. You're like, I don't care if a shit if anybody knows who I am. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna grow a big old beard. Look all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I won't care, I won't care about fish. nothing but just fishing. That's it. Just to fish and hiking. That's it. So yeah. that's great. And then Jessica, what do you do on the side? I feel like I like to do everything. <laughs> But, but I like to. So you take the rest of the segment up on all that. But I like, <laughs> but I like to skateboard. I do like to fish, shoot guns. Um, I honestly like get into like really weird hobbies, like balloon sculptures, like building like <laughs> balloon arches and balloon. I don't know it, anything fucking weird. I'm doing it like I don't know dollar bill origami, Edible like arrangements, yeah, painting. Yeah, I do. I mean, candy bouquets. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so you guys weren't kidding. Like, there's a lot oh, yeah. going on there. I do special horror, special effects, makeup. Um, I like literally do it all. <laughs> so I guess the question should have been, what is it that you don't do? Because that might have been an easier answer for you. Because it sounds like you were very, very involved. She doesn't do porn. I think that's about it. <laughs> well, you know, there's always there's always down the road. So don't limit don't limit yourself. Retirement, um, plan. <laughs> retirement plan there's your escape plan there no, but, that, but that's great though i mean you guys um all are very versed in different ways and you know you 
are involved in some interesting things, things that I haven't heard any of our other guests say before. So that's awesome. I mean, there's there's something to be said about being different and being your own person, and I love it. It all makes us who you are, though. Absolutely, and that's if, if we were all the same, everything would be the same, and it would be no point in any of it. So. Um, I think this is a good time to let people hear, you know, who you are as a band. We got to, uh, or hear what it is you guys do as a band. We got to hear who you are. So why don't we jump to a commercial break, play one of your songs. And the first song I had on, um, on the list here was November by you guys. Um, it was, you know, we're going to go ahead and jump into that in a second, but why don't you tell us a little bit about this track and kind of give us an interlude into it and then we'll play it. Okay. So what'd you write November about? Oh, what did I write November yeah. about? Um, it was actually a friend who passed away. Like, we kind of, like, met, like, at a weird time. Like, we played at her um, birthday party. And she, like, after the show, she, like, reached out um, to me. And she needed help. And I, like, welcomed a complete stranger inside my house. It was, like, very weird. And I don't know. I just felt like she was a good person. And, like, I don't know what told me to take her in and we ended up becoming friends it was very short-lived and um she ended up, ended up like going through some really tough stuff and she committed suicide off of the um Pittsburgh bridge and so it's like about her and about like how you know like just that moment of where you can wish, wish you can like turn back time and like um like save somebody I've certainly been there myself. Unfortunately, I've lost quite a few friends to suicide also. So I'm sorry to hear about your friend. Um, but it's great that you were able to put those emotions into a song. So if you're listening out there, ladies and gentlemen, you got to hear what the song's about. Now let's go ahead and hear it. We'll be right back in a couple minutes here on Uncovering the Underground. And this is November. Yeah. 
back on Uncovering the Underground radio podcast show. I'm your host, Skippy Ickham of Brutal Business Entertainment, and that was Demetis' his song November off their last album, Ghost Carnival. So we are very excited to play that on the, on the show. I was jamming it actually before the show started, and that's an awesome track. We were kicking it during the break, so I didn't get to hear it again, but I'm sure I'm probably going to jam it again later tonight. Um, awesome guitar work on there, awesome song structure overall, and a very catchy tune. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we were uh, talking about the differences in music and how things evolve um, over the years, just with, you know, different from cassette tape to MP3, from, you know, being one style of music to another. What do you guys see yourselves doing years from now? Obviously, you're going to continue to work together, continue to grow and structure the band even more and more. But where do you see the band going in the next five and ten years? What's your five and ten year plan? Disneyland. Deliverance Here. banjo music. That would be sweet. <laughs> no, but like, uh, where do we see ourselves? Just pretty much probably doing the same thing, but just attracting more fans along the way. Like, we like to release, not, not full-length CDs, but more like an EP, like four or five tracks, and then we like to release music videos along with it. But So that's been working pretty well with us, so we just want to keep doing that and then just attracting more fans and then we just do shows like not not really all the time because if you do it all the time people stop caring so we like to just spread our shows out you do get more of an effect that way because i mean if you do play unless you're playing all over the country if you're playing within the same state same three states and you're playing quite a bit people stop coming near as much as if you play every now and again really hype that show up and put on a hell of a performance because we do live in a different age where people used to come out and support shows. They used to go to local. They used to drive across state or to other states to see you. Now people don't want to go 10 minutes down the road to see a show. They don't want to be pulled away from the box. 
um, you know, because that's where everybody's at nowadays is you can't look away. If, if you look up my artwork on my last album, I kind of made a play off of that. It was called Nomophobia, which is the fear of being away from your device. And wow. everyone on the front of it is is hypnotized. I'll have to send you guys the artwork. It speaks massive volumes. But we really live in a time where we are being brainwashed all around us and no one's seeing it. And it's a shame because, as you said, shows don't have near as an effect as if you do them more um, randomly and seldom. Because if you play a lot of times, people just don't care. They would rather just sit at home and do nothing than come out and support music. I think it does everybody a disservice, though, like... Uh like staying at home, like I feel like people now like lose that socializing and then they, um, whenever they do go out, it's just like super awkward. Like I can feel, I can literally feel people's tensions. Like whenever I'm around people who don't know how to socialize and it like drives me crazy. I can feel their tension. (laughs) Well, I think that's a lot of people nowadays don't know how to socialize. They are socially awkward. They don't know how to handle situations. We live in a very sensitive world where everybody has feelings and, um, you know, and I just, I'm not, I'm not for that. Like your feelings mean nothing to me. I'll be polite and professional to you, but like, I don't, if I offend you, that's too goddamn bad because I'm not going to purposely be rude to you, but I'm not going to also watch everything I say or do in my life for fear that what I do might anger you or make you feel a certain type of way. And that's where everyone lives nowadays is you can't do anything without it ruffling feathers somewhere and then those ruffled feathers can't just be ruffled feathers it becomes a problem and everything's going to have red tape around it now and like you said there's just a lot of socially weird situations you don't see children out playing in the parks anymore i mean i was falling out of trees and shit going crazy hitting you know th- playing games like throw rocks at each other and shit, try to like peg your friend with a rock we were doing crazy stuff that kids need to be doing and they're not doing nowadays because they would rather sit at home and look at a, at a screen and it's really it affects everything it affects not only the atmosphere around you it affects music it affects um really everything the only thing it doesn't affect is the phone cells and um the social marketing and the social media accounts definitely yeah which are, are the biggest companies in the world right now yeah, yeah i always say that facebook and and cell phones ruined everybody everyone everyone in social the world everything in the world did. yeah I was listening to uh, Maynard from Tool earlier um, on the Joe Rogan podcast, and um, he was saying that there was some type of scientific study done um, that it's kind of like behind the scenes, not a lot of people know it. It was actually from directly from someone from NASA, he said, and that pretty much they haven't figured out that the world only has about 400 years left. They're not publicly telling people that, but like... Yeah. That really the way that we're going, there's about 400 years left of life on this planet before we just ultimately destroy ourselves. That's crazy. Um, and you would think 400 years is a long time, but at the same time, 400 years is a couple blinks of an eye and this world's over. Oh, yeah. And it's going to take a new form and restart as it always does. Things recycle and eventually we'll all be back again in some other form or another. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was just kind of crazy to think that. I think a big part of that, as you guys just mentioned is it started, I think, whenever electronics came out, like cell phones and internet, we were already heading towards it anyways, but it was like throwing it on crack and steroids at the same time. Yeah. I like Mater from Tool. He's he's a really smart guy, and I like how he uh, owns his own winery and speaks out against 
like using pesticides and um just like I don't know I'm, I'm like very into gardening and outdoor like environmental stuff so like I just think it's cool to have somebody you know in the music scene that's very you know he's like very influential and he like owns his own like winery and just Absolutely. like cares about the earth it's cool <laughs> he does he's a great he's a great frontman very intelligent guy has a lot to say involved in a lot of things and I mean, the, to figure out how he weighs out the time to do Pucifer, Perfect Circle, Toll, yeah. <laughs> the winery, everything else he's involved in is truly mind-boggling. Yeah. He does a lot. He does do a lot. I actually got a chance to see last year um, a Perfect Circle. I've seen a Perfect Circle like eight times. but wow. got to see them. I got to see them again and then for the first time ever. Um, which I've seen pretty much everyone I've ever wanted to see. And that sounds horrible to say that, like, I'm not gloating or anything, but I've spent a lot of my life going to concerts. I've been to thousands of them, and it's, um, you know, I've always wanted to see Tool, and I finally got to see Tool last year. That's and awesome. It was a good time. And I'll tell you what, they're just as weird live. Um, <laughs> I, I, it made me feel, like, happy and awkward at the same time. And there's not a lot of music that can do that. Was he, like, standing backwards? He was standing, he had his own, like, booth set up behind the band. So there was the drums and the guitar <laughs> and the bass to the side. He was, like, behind them all in this, like, little little nook. And he just stood there the whole time. And the lights yeah. on the stage were out. And they played most of their music videos on giant screens. They were, like, all completely around the, the, um, the stage. And it was so dark. And there was about 100,000 people at this at this festival and it was just it was just out of control like it was like a trippy hallucinogenic experience that i wasn't on i wasn't on anything and i'm watching it it was like i started feeling really happy but then i started feeling very odd and awkward and i'm like wow that shit's doing something to me um and i liked it i don't know if i'd go see them again and that's nothing against tool because i'm a huge fan and always have been but i think i think that was a good experience to never experience again <laughs> He has he has a severe stage fright, so um, I know a lot of that tour from last year. There was a lot of footage of him. He was wearing like riot gear, like SWAT team riot gear, and he was facing backwards during the entire performance. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people were like, "Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that?" Like the, the people now that now listen to them and know who they are and went to go see them don't know that he has stage fright. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I just thought he was completely insane. Which I mean, that's okay too. I mean, I am as well. well so that's, that's a big part of it too. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty crazy. He's crazy smart, but he's pretty crazy. But yeah, he's got hardcore stage fright. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Crazy for being one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah, you'd think. Like, you know what? They're still even, even they. You just never know. Like you said, yeah, it just goes to show you that. Um, <laughs> you you are everybody's very uniquely and in, in, you know indifferent in themselves because i mean who would ever say oh this man's huge but you know what he's just a regular dude he's got stage fright he um you know speaks out against pesticides and things as you said i mean he's multi-versed which is a good thing but definitely a very smart guy someone i've listened to for years and am very impressed by um but yeah according to some sources that he was talking to we got 400 years left people I I kind of believe it. I mean, you think about it. The <clears throat> with with the dumbing down of society's social skills, that's also basically dumbed down their connections with other people. So 
Um, you got to think about it. Life doesn't have quite as much meaning to the individual as it did, say, 20 years ago. Because they're so disconnected from everybody. Everything is like internet. Everything is, you know, everything is digital. And uh, they don't quite have as much of a connection to people anymore. And with just going that route, I mean, you know, that we, we have these generations are going to be running the country one of these days. And, you know, running all the countries one of these days. And uh, that's not necessarily a good thing to have some, you know, people running the country that or running, you know, governments and stuff that have uh, no remorse and they're not, they have no social attachment to any people. So Yeah, no, I mean, I can see that as the, 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 the attachment to kindness and caring for other human individuals is, is few and far between anymore. There's just no humanity. It's slowly dying. People don't hold doors for one another. People don't say thank you. People yeah. going out to eat and five people at the table and four of them staring at their phone the entire time no one's communicating yep it's um it's a really scary really scary thing to think about for sure now you guys are getting some love here i got a couple different people leaving comments i have um cody howard had put um that's demo demon another underground hip-hop artist put hype during one of your uh, during your song that we just recently played um so he's loving that he mentioned on he mentioned something about uh one of his friends killing themselves as well prior to that song um so he can obviously feel your pain there, as most of us can. And um, Miss Red, who is a model who we recently had on the show last week um, yes. on Thursday, she put, love it. I'm such a sucker for female vocals. Aw. <laughs> I loved her interview, by the way. Like, I listened to the whole thing. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. We get a lot of very interesting people on the show, everything from models to authors to um, actors, bands, and um, I did have lined up, but we had to reschedule a professional chef who goes on tour with professional rappers and actually um, makes meals for them, which is kind of an interesting nice. take. Um, and I'm working with a couple other people coming up. I have uh, a girl that's um, a professional model who is also a hustler that's going to be on the show coming up in a couple of weeks. So there's just a lot of great underground personalities that we just like to kick and have a good time and talk. There's a little bit of a different chemistry and feel to my show than most, and you know people dig it, so... I'll keep doing it as long as people listen, like you guys said about your music. So, um, Now, here's the segment that i got to fire some strange questions at you because I do it every single show. Um, <laughs> now, it was weird because I normally ask this question, and I actually seen a meme on Facebook earlier asking pretty much the exact same question. And this I've been doing this for a long time. So out of nowhere, I'm like, did they get this from me? Did I get this from somewhere else? Where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> Um, but it was a little bit different. The question I normally ask is, if you had to battle, would you rather battle a horse-sized beaver or a hundred beaver-sized horses? <laughs> and I need to know what your game plan would be. My one game plan? Yeah, if you, which would one would you do and how would you do it? Well, I would take the horse-sized beaver because there's one if there's a multiple then you got to watch for for every direction as if there's just one big one then you can just concentrate on one so i would probably try to take his legs out because he can run and and jump <laughs> and then and then i would go for the head that way he don't chomp me uh, that could work you could be right you could be wrong we Maybe won't I, know I'll hopefully hit, we I'll won't ever know <laughs> i'll hit him with some sticks 
They don't want, I don't know if that would work either. He, I mean, I think he would probably see that coming. I think he's used to I, I would that type of he's a beaver. <laughs> exactly. I think he, I think he would have one up on you there though. Yeah. I don't know, but it would, it would be fun. I guess battling it. I would definitely, I would definitely. Was the other one like? Did you say like? I do a hundred beaver sized horses. It's either yeah, one horse sized beaver or a hundred <laughs> beaver sized horses. I do all the I do the beaver sized horses because now while you're general, envisioning doing it, I need you to actually picture it in your mind. Okay, okay. Think, I was thinking about this long and hard while while Brian was was talking about his horse sized beaver. Um, <laughs> I. The way I see it, so horses are horses can be dangerous, but they're also dangerous because of their size. I feel like if they were beaver size, they'd be a lot less of a threat. Their bite wouldn't hurt nearly as much, and their kicks wouldn't hurt nearly as much. And I feel like it might be kind of fun hunting a hundred beaver sized <laughs> horses as far as I could. And that would probably be my my uh, plan of attack. I'd probably just start punting them all. Okay, <laughs> I got you. Horse punting. <laughs> No, wait a second. So, wait, which one of you just answer? Was that Brian or Ryan? No, that was Ryan. Ryan and, and and Ryan, were you the one in the fingerboards or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so fingerboarding and punting horses. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking notes of the of the of the episode. Life goals now. Like life gonna, goals. I need some. I need some beaver-sized horses so I can start practicing. <laughs> That's funny. I play music. I can fingerboard like a son of a bitch, and I will punt a horse like you've never seen. <laughs> oh, good stuff. And Jessica, what is your plan of attack, and which one are you picking? I honestly can't top Ryan's. Like, Ryan's is, like, the ultimate plan, like, to seriously get, like, a hundred of, like, beaver-sized horses and, like, pump them, like... Honestly, that sounds like the best game plan ever. No, I mean, I want to know... Um, Ryan, if, if you were punting these horses, how how much distance are we getting on them? Are you thinking you're getting like 40 yards? we getting like 30? What kind of distance are we getting on these punts? Oh, man. Well, beavers can be kind of big. So I'm just thinking like your average size beaver and then making it like a little horse. And uh, the horse is just the size of the beaver. So I feel like weight proportionately i think if it was that small it would probably weigh about half as much as a beaver and the farthest i've ever punted a beaver was like 30 yards okay so <laughs> he's never punted a beaver oh, he's, pun he's punted some beaver Canada a lot. <laughs> that explains everything <laughs> we know what they do up there yeah that's all they, that's a sport up there they punt beavers so I mean, if a horse was the size of a beaver, it would probably weigh less than a beaver because beavers are way more dense. I feel like I could probably kick a horse at least 50 yards. Yeah, because, you know, horses are very, like, you know, tight-bodied and muscular, but they got those long legs which take up a portion of it. A beaver is just like a little ball with hands. And, yeah, it's a I think, ball with teeth. It's a ball with teeth and hands. I think, yeah, you could definitely get some good clearance on that on that uh, horse punting. We'll have to, I'll have to stay tuned. And if I ever create a race of beaver-sized horses, I will let you know. <laughs> now, another question I ask uh, every show is, kind of a, kind of sidetracking from here, is 
what is the one thing, and it can be personally in life, it can be in music, but what is the one thing that you guys have done that you don't regret doing, but you certainly would never do again? And like I said, that can be a personal thing. That can be something musically, such as a show or a song, a collaboration, something that you're glad that you did it, but you're like, holy fuck, would never do that. I'm going to go all weird on this one. Um, I would say getting the, the facial piercings that I had at one time. Um, like, I loved them. It was like, like I had an anti-eyebrow, which for those who don't know what it is, it's just like an eyebrow piercing that goes like left to right above the eyebrow versus like the, the normal um, eyebrow piercing. And then I had microdermals, which are the dermal implants. I had them like, as teardrops like implanted under my skin and yeah, like it all sounded great at the time, but um, like I don't have them anymore. So I would never go back to do that ever again. Yeah, they can go wrong. I had my eyebrow pierced and got in a scuffle with someone and they put me in a headlock and it ripped it out and it completely split my eye, eye like above my eye, the eyebrow in half. Um, which left quite a scar that's still there. And I'm like, after that, I took any of the piercings that I had at the time. I'm like, I'm cool on any of this. Yeah, like I, um, I actually don't have them anymore. Like they all like are are like scars in my face. That's why I was just like, yeah, like piercings are awesome, but it's just like they kind of like lead to, um, like I don't want to be scar face after a while. <laughs> no, absolutely, I can understand that. Okay, Ryan, you want to do yours? Um. Mine would probably be get on an airplane. I uh, I don't regret it. I've got a lot of tons and tons and tons of flights under my belt. Probably like 30, 40, 50. I don't know. Like I've got a crap load of flights under my belt flying like to and from other countries and stuff. Um, but the last time I was on a plane, um, we got it. We boarded the plane. They, uh, had us get off the plane. They said they had to do some work. So we got off the plane. We were off the plane for about an hour. Then I reboarded the plane. And we took off. And about 30 minutes into the flight, the plane malfunctioned again and basically like shut off mid-flight. And oh, uh, started, started coasting. And uh, it felt like it was like fall. It felt like it was coasting for a good, you know, 10 minutes. But it was probably 10 seconds. I don't, I, it was probably very, very short. But um, that right then and there, I was like, I got off the plane. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Getting in the car and not getting back on a plane. Yeah, planes uh, can be very, um, very shitty. Uh, I've had some bad experiences on planes. My wife and I climbed on, or climbed on, boarded a plane. And um, we were in mid-flight and she got very sick from the turbulence. And we, were, and we both get motion sick, but she gets very motion sick. And um, it was just a shitty turbulence flight. And she had to puke, and she literally jumped up, and they had no fucking puke bags in this in this plane like most of them do. And she jumped over me. I mean, literally seen my wife in a split second clear me in the seat because I was in the, the, the seat next to the aisle. And she starts running down the plane aisle, holding her mouth like she has to puke. And the um, stewardess sticks her hand up like, no, no, this is first class, no, no. <laughs> um, so she had to turn around and, and like mid run and run back to the back of the plane. And as she's running, she's just holding her face and there's wow. people like seeing her like, Oh no, like seeing her coming towards them. Like, Oh shit, she's going to puke on me. 
she made it. She made it the whole way, but it was like a horrible experience for her. During that plane ride, I wasn't feeling well either. I got kind of ill, and I still have boarded planes since then, but me and her just hate fucking flying. Like I love traveling. I love being in places and vacationing. I love seeing the world. I absolutely hate the process of planes, security, and the airport. Yep. Nothing worse. Yeah, I hate traveling with with restrictions. Like, I want to bring all this shit with me because I like to be, like, ready for stuff. But, like, you can't do that when you're fly. You can't bring shit. No, they're so strict on everything. And it changes roles. You can go through one airport and be fine and then get to the next airport. And they're like, you can't have this. Yeah. They're like, what do you got in your underwear, man? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. No, they're like, bend over and cough. I mean, it gets crazy, man. They want to go deep. and. And like, you know, what's in, what do you got carrying in your teeth? I'm like, they're fucking feelings. I don't know. I, I went to the dentist. What the, what do you think I'm doing to you? I was actually, uh, I flew last week from Bozeman and then like in, at the Bozeman airport, they were like, I walked through security. I didn't have nothing in my pocket, not even a piece of paper. And they're like, Oh, you got something in your, in your pockets. I was like, no, I don't. They're like, uh, do you want to take, you want to get a private screening? I said, no, you can screen me right here. So they like they put the rubber gloves on and went to town. There you go. They, they pulled they out a little. Sp- they pulled out a little beaver-sized horse. And got crazy. It was nuts. Yeah, they even swabbed swabbed my skin for drugs. I believe it, man. They're crazy. The TSA officers don't play around. I mean, a lot of them. You got some that are nice and some that are pretty cool. You got that. You always got them couple pricks in there that just like they hate their life, and they also take life way too seriously. And I understand you're in an airport, you have to be serious, but I mean, no, they're, they're the kind that you're like, hey, good morning. And they just look at you. Yep. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you're like, he's definitely going to pull me aside and search me now. And I'm like, yep. talking good morning to him. I'm like, I guess I shouldn't acknowledge another human being. But that, that goes yep. back to what we said earlier, is just people will have lost that personal touch. Oh, um, yeah. That's crazy. So I guess... To answer your question, since I'm the last one, a um, few years ago, well, this was, well, many years ago, actually, uh, we was driving and our alternator belt broke on our van. It was not, it was at night, so we lost the use of our headlights and it was raining and the wipers were barely moving. So we got in front of a friend of mine that we knew that went to, we was on our way home from a show, it was 100 miles away. So he drove and he drove in front of us and I was kind of going off his, his headlights and I was following his taillights, you know? So we drove a uh, long, long distance, like probably 60 miles. And then I was just like, I, I can't do this no more. It was, it was late, dark, raining. Like it was heavy rain too. So he was just like, well, we'll stay at my girlfriend's house. So uh, we, his girlfriend lived in a trailer park and there's one way in and one way out. So we, we stayed there the night we woke up the next day and the only way in and out was flooded. Like there was a big tree and everything in it. So we go down there, we tie Ryan, I tie a rope around Ryan. We tie it to the back of their uh, blazer they had. And we were going to send Ryan out, (laughs) out into the, into the uh, flood to pull the, to tie another rope to, around the tree and we we're going to pull the tree out out of the culvert to get the water to to go down so we can get across we we accomplished that so then ryan and i were on the back 
of this guy's blazer, you know, just holding on to the spare tire in the back, standing on the bumper. And then he starts driving like a jackass, starts like drifting around corners. And then we get back to his trailer and he puts it in reverse real hard. And I look behind us. We're going straight for a trail. I was like, oh, fuck, I jump off. And then Ryan, Ryan, Ryan looked behind him. He gets crushed by uh, in between the Jimmy and a tree. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, so, and did any injuries so, come of that? No, nah, not right away. The next day, his calf was was black and blue. But that's a, and it took it hurt for a couple of days. But after, but that was the probably the extent of it. But he put a, a nice size dent in the tailgate. Wow! Yeah, I'm glad it didn't result <laughs> in any further injuries than that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. You guys certainly had some good uh, good experiences and good stories there, and uh, hopefully, like you said, it was it was something to learn from, but something you don't have to experience again. We're going to take another break here. After we come back from the break, we're going to let you guys tell us where we can check out all of your music at, give your uh, thank yous and shout outs, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap up for the evening, an hour and a half. Sometimes, like I said, goes by very quick. I definitely had a great show tonight, and I look forward to having you guys back down, back on the show down the road, obviously. Um, but we're going to jump in, and I think for this one, we're going to pick somewhere. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into this. If you're listening out there, this is Demetis, and this is Somewhere here on Uncovering the Underground. We'll be right back.
And we are back on Uncovering the Underground. That was Somewhere by Demetis. And that's who we have on the line tonight. We have been interviewing them for the past hour and a half. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed the interview. We found out a lot about their past, their present, and their future. Who they are as individuals in the band and as the band itself. Got to talk over several funny and fun subjects and discussions. And um, you know we are definitely happy to have them on tonight. We look forward to having them on again coming up down the road. And uh, we would like to give them a chance at this time to go ahead and tell you where you can check out their music. If you enjoyed the two songs you heard tonight, please click the follow button, the like button, and the share button. Pick up some of their merch and pick up some of their music. Support underground music and help them keep doing what they're doing so well. And guys, go ahead and tell us where we can find your stuff out at, who you would like to thank, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Perfect. Well, you check out all those different uh, platforms and places to check out music. And um, you know what? Wait on. Wait one second, if you don't mind. Try, and I hate to ask you to do this again. It apparently was cutting on a little bit. One of the fans left a message and said, I do not hear them. And that would have been on the last answer. Once again, if you don't mind, repeat to us where we can check out your music at one more time. All right. You can check out our music. We're, our music is for sale, like um, on all the um, Amazon, iTunes, um, Apple, music. Apple Music. You can go on Spotify and actually listen to our CDs there. Um, go to our website, dematus.com, D E M A T U S.com. And um, we're pretty much on all the um, Facebook, Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. Check us out there. And we would like to thank um, all of our fans for spreading spreading our music to everybody, our family members who have always supported us, Dakota from Devil Inside Records for signing us to his label and giving us the push. Like he's always been there, like pushing us like every way possible. Um, we'd like to thank Ryan Wood for doing an awesome job on all of our music videos and all of our CD. Like he did our new cd that comes out um hope like hopefully soon anybody else that you guys thinking about i want to thank santa claus <laughs> he's an important role in all of our all of our musical endeavors yeah if it wasn't for him i don't know where we would be at truthfully <laughs> <laughs> though if it wasn't for santa claus we don't know actually where we would be at so think about it that way <laughs> um this the statement is truer than you know um so uh, we do want to tell everybody, if you are checking out the show, uh, make, make sure you hit the share button, spread it around. Check out this and all of our other shows and other upcoming events and things, as I said, at www.teambrutalbusiness.com. And check out our last episodes. Last week, we had Brutal Business Entertainment model Miss Red on the show. Yesterday, we had It That Betrays, a New York rap duo. Tonight, we have Demetis, obviously, as we've already mentioned and been interviewing and coming up, we have some great other guests as well. Next Thursday night, you can catch me um, interviewing the touring pop punk band, uh, Bianca J Jasmine Band. The following week, we will be interviewing Torchface, which is a 
very grimy underground hip-hop artist that I just came across. He's filling in a spot for me for another artist that wasn't able to make the show. And I came across this guy, and I'm actually very impressed by his music, and he's doing very well for himself. So we're happy to get him on. We will be interviewing professional model uh, Lily Rockwood, and we are also um, going to have Fubar, which is a reggae pop-punk band on the show as well this month. So we have a lot of great shows for you coming up still in August and we ask that you share all of them around. And uh, we will uh, you know, see you next week. We appreciate you guys listening. Demetis, we appreciate you guys being on the show. And we'll catch you all next time. Thank you once again. Thank you so much for allowing us to be on your show. It was totally so much fun. Oh, not a problem. Well, you guys have a wonderful night. And we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.